Chapter 3 of Nutcracker and Mouse King by E.T.A. Hoffman This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Aida The Favorite The truth is, Maria was unwilling to leave the table then, because she has discovered something upon it which no one had yet remarked. By the marching out of Fred's hussars, who had been drawn up close to the tree, a curious little man came into view, who stood there silent and retired, as if he were waiting quietly for his turn to be noticed. It must be confessed, a great deal could not be said in favour of the beauty of his figure, for not only was his rather broad, stout body out of all proportion to the little slim legs that carried it, but his head was by far too large for either. A gentle dress went a great way to compensate for these defects, and led to the belief that he must be a man of taste and good breeding. He wore a hussar's jacket of beautiful bright violet fastened together with white loops and buttons, pantalons of exactly the same color, and the neatest boots that ever graced the foot of a student or an officer. They fitted as tight to his little legs as if they were painted upon them. It was laughable to see that in addition to this handsome apparel, he had hung upon his back a narrow clumsy claw that looked as if it were made of wood, and upon his head he wore a woodman's cap. But Maria remembered that Godfather Drosselmeyer wore an old shabby cloak and an ugly cap, and still he was a dear, dear Godfather. Maria could not help thinking also that even if Godfather Drosselmeyer were in other respects as well dressed as this little fellow, yet after all he would not look half so handsome as he. The longer Maria gazed upon the little man whom she had taken a liking to at first sight, the more she was sensible how much good nature and friendliness was expressed in his features. Nothing by kindness and benevolence shone in his clear green, though somewhat to prominent eyes. It was very becoming to the man that he wore about his chin a nicely trimmed beard of white cotton, for by this the sweet smile upon his deep red lips was rendered much more striking. Ah, dear father, exclaimed Maria at last, to whom belongs that charming little man by the tree there? He shall work industriously for you all, dear child, said her father. He can crack the hardest nuts with his teeth, and he belongs as well to Louise as to you and Fred. With these words, her father took him carefully from the table, and raised up his wooden clock, where open the little man stretched his mouth wide open, and showed two rows of very white, sharp teeth. At her father's bidding, Maria put in a nut, and crack, the man had bitten it in two so that the shell fell off, and Maria caught the sweet kernel in her hand. Maria and the other two children were now informed that this dainty little man came 
of the family of nutcrackers and practiced the profession of his forefathers maria was overjoyed at what she heard and her father said dear maria since friend nutcracker is so great a favorite with you i place him under your particular care and keeping although as i said before louise and fred shall have as much right to his services as you maria took him immediately in her arms and set him to cracking nuts but she picked out the smallest that the little fellow need not stretch his mouth open so wide which in truth was not very becoming to him louise sat down by her and fred nutcracker must perform the same service for her too which he seemed to do quite willingly for he kept smiling all the while very pleasantly in the meantime fred had become tired of riding and parading his hussars and when he heard the nuts crack so merrily he ran to his sister and laughed very heartily at the droll little man who now since fred must have a share in the sport passed from hand to hand and thus there was no end to his labor fred always chose the biggest and hardest nuts when all at once crack crack it went and three teeth fell out of nutcracker's mouth and his whole under jaw became loose and rickety ah my poor dear nutcracker said maria and snatched him out of fred's hands that's a stupid fellow said fred he wants to be a nutcracker and has poor teeth he don't understand his trade give him to me maria he shall crack nuts for me if he loses all his teeth and his whole chin into the bargain why make such a fuss about such a fellow no no exclaimed maria weeping you shall not have my dear nutcracker see how sorrowfully he looks at me and shows me his poor mouth but you are a hard-hearted fellow you beat your horses yes and lately you had one of your soldiers shot through the head that's all right said fred do you don't understand it but nutcracker belongs as much to me as to you so let me have him maria began to cry bitterly and rolled up the sick nutcracker as quickly as she could in her little pocket handkerchief their parents now came up with godfather drosselmeyer the latter to maria's great distress took fred's part but their father said i have placed nutcracker expressly under maria's protection and as i see that he is now greatly in need of it i give her full authority over him and no one must dispute it besides i wonder at fred that he should require further duty from one who has been maimed in the service as a good soldier he ought to know that the wounded are not expected to take their place in the ranks fred was much ashamed and without troubling himself further about nuts or nutcracker stole around to the opposite end of the table where his hussars after stationing suitable outposts had encamped for the night maria collected together nutcracker's lost teeth tied up his wounded chin with a nice white ribbon which she had taken from her dress and then wrapped up the little fellow more carefully than ever in her handkerchief for he looked very pale and frightened 
Thus she held him, rocking him in her arms like a little child, while she looked over the beautiful pictures of the new picture book, which she found among her other Christmas gifts. Contrary to her usual disposition, she showed some ill-temper towards Father Drosselmeyer, who kept continually laughing at her, and asked again and again how it was that she liked to caress such an ugly little fellow. That singular comparison with the Rosselmeyer, which she made when her eyes first fell open nutcracker, now came again into her mind, and she said very seriously, Who knows, dear godfather, if you were dressed like my sweet nutcracker, and had on such bright little boots, who knows, but you would then be as handsome as he is. Maria could not tell why her parents laughed so loudly at this, and why the councillor's face turned so red, and he, for his part, did not laugh half so heartily this time as he had done more than once before. It is likely there was some particular reason for it. End of chapter 3